Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the North Fort Worth podcast. I'm your host, Josh Boyd, and I'm joined this week again by Pastor Stephen. It's good to be back with you. I don't know about you. It feels like this must be Friday. It feels like it. It feels <laughs> it's, like it. It's Tuesday, and uh, it has been a wonderfully active week. Already. It's Tuesday, and I feel like we've accomplished more than what we do in a typical week. It, it's VBS it, week, if you didn't and know. And that's, that's the, the answer to this. We are... Uh, in the midst of a wonderful week of Vacation Bible School. And, we are and, indeed. And yet you're coming off of a, a week of camp. If you were watching for last week's podcast, I know you were disappointed, but do appreciate. <laughs> uh, J- Josh is a man of many talents, but he can't be two places at one time. I and can't. last week he was with our young people at camp down at Howard Payne. How, how did student uh, uh, camp go? Camp went really well. I think we had a great, not only a great turnout of students, but uh, had a lot of uh, Mark's prayer for the students, Mark Jackson, our student pastor, his prayer for the students uh, before we even left was that each student would take a step closer to Jesus. And that's if students have a very committed relationship with Jesus, if they have no relationship with Jesus, whatever their relationship with God looks like. He wanted them to take a step closer to Jesus. And I think that, uh, you know, we can say wholeheartedly uh, with certainty that that happened at camp. And there's, there's not a lot of times where you can say, yes, that did happen for every student. But I really I really believe that that happened for every student last week at camp. I think everyone took a step closer to Jesus last week. And we had one student even give their life to Jesus, um, can make a statement of faith last week, which was I awesome to that. celebrate. That's encouraging. He was in my small group, actually, so that was um, that was just exciting. It was cool to see that firsthand, him him come to a saving faith in Jesus and to recognize that um, I think the way that he phrased it was, uh, you know, I've always said that I was a Christian, but I was really just lying to myself and to others because I, you know, had inherited this faith, you know, sure. and God doesn't have grandchildren, he has children, and so um, that was cool to see him really realize that firsthand, but we also had... Um, a young student uh, commit her her life to ministry and uh, recognized a call to ministry, which is great. That's so cool to see that as well. And another student um, wanted to have more conversations about feeling called to ministry and what that looked like in their life. So just a great week at camp. Really think it went well. Did you hear anything from Mark other than Yeah, as you just described, I mean, as you pray for that kind of week, you're asking for the Lord to do something that affects the heart of the student so that it, it impacts how they live after the week. I mean, who doesn't have a, a fun time at camp and, and sometimes you feel like a, a spiritually energizing time, but what you're wanting is for God to affect the heart. And as I spoke with Mark, uh, his impression is that the Lord was active. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the way that you described it, that you know wherever you, you may find yourself to be, just taking a step closer to Jesus is, is what he was hoping would happen. And, and I, I, I think he would uh, confess that that prayer was answered. And again, as you're listening today, by the way, uh, you know, what a wonderful consideration for you today. I, I don't know where you might be spiritually, where you, your thoughts are, where your heart is. But what if you went into the rest of this week just sincerely saying to the Lord, I just want to take one step closer to you. Yeah. I just want to know you better, relate to you more uh, personally. Um, but uh, again, Mark was was encouraged. He felt like it was also a, a good week for our students to get to know each other. COVID uh, really pushed our, our student area apart, and uh, there were so many of our young people that felt 
detached. And so yeah. uh, I think coming back from a, a week of camp allowed them to, to reconnect and to realize they're not living life alone and that uh, they can grow in their faith with others. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it's one more example to me as I look at this summer that uh, reminds me that God is in the process of doing something meaningful among us. And uh, I have every expectation it's still going to happen. I mean, we're seeing it in Vacation Bible School. Yeah, we're on day two of Vacation Bible School, and already there's just a there's an atmosphere about it, I think. There's excitement that's here. There's, uh, I think, maybe more than anything, kids, I think, are excited to be around their friends, and maybe sure. they haven't had an opportunity to do that in, in quite a long time. And, um, and even the volunteers, and I want to thank the Lord. I think uh, we had been praying for a period of time that we'd have at least 60 adult volunteers, uh, teenagers helping us, yeah. and we've uh, been able to see that happen. And uh, you can s- sense the energy among them. I mean, they've not had opportunities to do this kind of uh, uh, work uh, for over a year, and uh, it's just fun uh, to, to rediscover some things that, that the pandemic, for a period of time, seemingly took away. Yeah, no doubt. Before we transition i just i have to say mark did a great job last week at camp um and i talked to him a, f- a few moments while we were at camp but i know mark coming into i don't know if people re- realize and recognize how challenging it is to come in as a new minister to a ministry and less than a month in take i mean lead a major event student oh. camp is a major <laughs> yes, event involved in the lives of students in the life of student ministry and mark nailed it mark did a great job and uh, i'm just i'm thrilled we have um, the team that we have, and again, Sally this week. Sally was so collected in staff meeting earlier. Oh, I don't know you how bet. I was more rattled than Sally was about VBS in uh, our meeting, and I have, you know, probably a twelfth of the responsibilities that Sally has, probably less than that. But um, I know that she's doing a rock star job as well. I'm just, I'm excited for the team that we have here at North Fort Worth, and I don't know if you can. No, I appreciate that you well, saying so. that, and uh, I think as you look at this summer uh, for the first time, and in, in over. Uh, 14 months we have our team together and we're starting to see the impact of that and and you're right I think Mark has brought just a a quiet confidence into his role Uh, he certainly has a sense of what he's uh, wanting to see happen and is applying his heart and energy toward that end and uh, similarly with Sally I would say the same with you uh, we just have a an encouraging combination of people. And uh, we had church life night a week ago, and I I shared with those that had gathered that uh, I I don't know that I've been more excited about our ministry team than what I feel right now. And uh, and I I say that because of how I see the the Lord has brought together the combination of gifts and personality and experience so that we're, we're moving toward a future that the Lord, I think, has is putting into place. And so uh, thanks for mentioning that about Mark. I, I hope as you listen, if you're a part of our church family, you, you appreciate uh, and don't take yeah. it for granted who God has brought together. It's, it's, it's exciting to imagine what the, the coming months are going to include, what the coming years are going to include yeah. as we move toward uh, the remainder of this year. It's just a, a reminder of the faithfulness that the Lord has for his church. And um, that he has great plan, great plans for the hands and feet of uh, what he's doing here, and he does uh, really. I believe that. Not to 
maybe too cheesy of a seg, but uh, hands and feet. Oh, oh, you're you're trying to move us back to Sunday, I think. I, I yeah. think, yeah, we mentioned Sunday. Uh, when what a challenging sermon that you preached, and really over two passages, two three passages that we right. looked at, and um, we read for a while on Sunday. You want to talk us through what happened? Yeah, on Sunday? again, if you once more, if you weren't able to be with us on Sunday, we always. Uh, provide our services on our website at nofootworth.com. And I would encourage you to to check out one of the services. What we did, and when I initially kind of mapped this out, I I realized, man, this is a large, a long passage. Uh, What we we did was we focused on two notable scenes in the Gospel of Mark, both in in the sixth chapter, the first being uh, the memorable miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And then the second flows out of the first where Jesus dramatically walks on the water or the Sea of Galilee. Uh, I mean, most pastors, when they approached these texts, would have preached uh, a sermon on one of them uh, for each passage. Uh, and yet when I looked at it early on, what, what stood out to me is how these two biblical scenes reveal to us the, the wonder of who Jesus is in a, in a noticeable way. And the way that I, I tried to highlight it on Sunday is that when you look at these two stories, what you focus in on are the hands of Jesus, the feet of Jesus, the voice of Jesus, and then the eyes of Jesus. Now, the hands and the feet, well, think about what Jesus did in feeding the 5,000. He took just a handful of food and then miraculously multiplied it so that he could feed a multitude. I think you could safe, safely estimate to be over 10,000 in number. Sure. And then with his feet, my goodness, he, he d- displayed that he's unlike anyone else who's ever lived in his ability to actually walk on water. And uh, again, uh, we, we speak of that fancifully, but it, it's, it's a further demonstration of who he is. He is the creator. And as I noted on Sunday, he, he, uh, he is not mastered by the laws of nature. He's the master over the laws of nature. And that's why he and he alone could suspend uh, the laws of physics to reveal the truth of who he is. And both with the feeding of the 5,000 and with the walking on the water, he uh, demonstrates that. And I, I just wanted us on Sunday uh, to step back from that and to marvel over who Jesus is. We talked in the in the bumper video that, that goes with our Mark series. We didn't play it this past Sunday, but we played it the week before, I believe. And mm-hmm. part of what happens in the narration of that video, we talk about how God proclaims when uh, at Jesus' baptism that this is my son. And Absolutely. And how Jesus goes on to prove that claim by feeding a multitude and walking on water. And these are miraculous signs that only the power of God, the providence of God can be evident in. And we talked briefly earlier about how, um, you know, and even in VBS this morning, we talked about the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee um, and how um, a lot of people will try to uh, claim that, uh, oh, well, what about what about the salt content in the water? And what did Jesus really... He floated on yeah, the water? He, Is that what they're... <laughs> And there, there actually—I don't think there is salt in the Sea of Galilee. I think it's a saltless sea. It actually. is no, no. But uh, the, the Dead Sea—you could float. But <laughs> again, that's not the language that Mark used. He actually says that he walked 
on the water. Right. And I don't think the disciples would have been nearly as alarmed if they just saw this this floating, <laughs> floating body. Uh, but they saw someone walking upright across the waves, and it terrified them. And so, I mean, it. when I l- listen to some of the skeptics in our day, what they try to do is is to undermine the biblical testimony concerning the deity of Jesus. Uh, they look for episodes like uh, again, walking on the water, or go back to the miracle of the 5,000. I mean, there have been some who've attempted to explain that miracle away without it requiring Jesus doing something supernatural. I mean, I, I heard one approach to explaining that scene. It involved Jesus taking uh, the five loaves and the two fish that he received from the little boy, and he holds it up in front of the crowd. Uh, and kind of says, now see the generosity of this boy, and and that then resulted in everyone realizes that they needed to be unselfish, and so suddenly everybody had lunches hidden, and so they pulled out their lunches, and because of the the inspirational actions of of the little boy, then Jesus was able to feed the five thousand. Again, again, that's a that's a touching um, portrayal, but it's not what Mark describes at all. Uh, Mark emphasizes how Jesus uh, is able to do what no one else can do, that he actually multiplied the loaves and the fish. Another interesting take on that, I was listening to a sermon last week, and um, Alistair Begg was talking about what he had heard, oh, years ago, where someone was trying to explain away the miracle of the 5,000, and this is what they suggested happened. They said that Jesus was standing on the hillside, and there was a cave kind of hidden behind him. And the 12, you see, were in the cave with this, this uh, storehouse of food. And, and so when he wanted to begin to, to, to meet the need, that they were just kind of following the food behind his back. And it was like magically food was appearing in his hands, like he was a first century magician of sorts, right. which, again... Why do they feel the necessity to to ignore what is plainly spelled out in the gospel record? I mean, if you go back to Mark 1, Mark begins by saying this is uh, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus, the Son of God. In other words, the whole book has been written by Mark so that we might know that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus' ability to feed a multitude with five loaves and two fish is one of the evidences that he is the Son of God. And if you take away what clearly Mark is trying to to lay out, then you're ignoring the very purpose of the book. And so I would much rather people just be honest and saying, I don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I think the the gospel of Mark is a lie. I mean, I I would respect someone being honest enough to to claim that, then to take what I believe to be the the actual truth at its face value. And it's like you've mentioned before, he either is the son of God or he isn't. Yes. There's, there's, there is no half truth, half claim oh, to no. what Jesus so says. So either say yes to what he said or say no to what he says, but don't try to find this clever way of pretending that Jesus did these things. He just didn't do it as the son of God, that he just found some some way of... of uh, producing these outcomes without necessarily uh, 
suspending the laws of nature. I mean, Mark says Jesus is able to do what no one else can do. He feeds a multitude. He walks on the waves. And we know at the end of the gospel, he goes to the cross to die and then conquers death to demonstrate to us that he is the son of God and that he can do for us what only he can. Um, I just wish people would allow the record to speak as Mark is trying to to express it. And that's what I, I attempted to emphasize on Sunday. I mean, just look at Jesus' feet. Look at his hands. Listen to his voice. I mean, he was commanding his disciples to share in this. He, I mean, look at his eyes. He, he was constantly seeing the needs of people. I, I would much rather individuals fall more in love with Jesus and come to experience more of his power than to find themselves scratching their head and, and, and questioning right. whether such a thing is possible. Well, that's Sunday's message, and normally we try to gear people towards Wednesday night's message, and we do a sneak peek kind of of what Wednesday night is going we, to look like. And We do. We are not going to do that this now, week. We're in Bible school, so if you're one of our regular attenders uh, tomorrow, please don't show up at 6.30, and we're not having dinner. Uh, we're not having the students aren't meeting, the children aren't meeting tomorrow. Because of Bible school, we're, we're suspending all of our evening activities. So no Wednesday night activities tomorrow evening. Tomorrow is the 28th. But we'll resume a, a week from uh, tomorrow. And uh, I think we're moving toward the end of my series on the 12th. We're going to focus in on three apostles all right. uh, a week from tomorrow. Three so, and one. Yeah. What can people look forward to? Can we go ahead and tease the next series? on? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do a, a three-week series on the fall of a strong man. Yeah. Uh, it will take us into August, uh, through the month of August. We're going to look at the story of Samson. Uh, he's become a favorite in, uh, in Hollywood in terms of producing movies, Samson and Delilah. But there's there's a, I think, an insight into his experience with God negatively that could serve as a warning to us. Sure. Uh, because, um, you know, sometimes I think we feel like we're invincible, maybe in our own spiritual lives and how we do what we do. And so for a few weeks in August, I'm going to do a series uh, based on his life. And then as we move into September, maybe get our listeners to go ahead and start thinking we're going to do a, a series into the fall that uh, that we've entitled, I'm Glad You Asked. Or Is yeah, that it? Glad You Asked. Yeah. So if you have questions, and some of you have submitted some questions for our, our, our podcast, we're going to just, over the months of September, October into November, really wrestle with the different questions that some within our church might have on faith and life and, and allowing the Lord to give us a perspective on how we can can follow Jesus as we as we deal with these questions. Yeah. You can submit questions for our podcast at northfortworth.com slash podcast. And same, uh, the same format, you can submit questions for that series because we're going to be accepting uh, questions as early as this afternoon even. It'll launch today. Um, but we'll need questions for that series. And Pastor Stephen, you'll answer. The, I mean, it'll be user-submitted questions. It's yes, not indeed. Be... I'm, not, I'm not coming in with my own questions. Right. I, I really want our membership. And we'll begin to promote it on Sunday morning uh, in our services as well. But uh, if there's a faith question, if there's a morality question, uh, again, really, I'm not putting any limits on it. Now, we're 
based on how many questions we receive, that might prevent us from being able to talk about every question. I'm even imagining the scenario if we have so many questions, we can pull some of them into our podcast format. Yeah. And uh, in some weeks cover two questions, uh, one on Tuesday uh, in our podcast and then the other on Wednesday in our Bible study. Absolutely. We've had a lot of fun the last few weeks actually talking about some some pretty heavy issues that we've talked about. We've talked about homosexuality and the trans issue and uh, what do we do with pronouns. I'm almost expecting that we'll have similar types of questions like that come back and and we'll be able to, to look at it a little bit more deeply in our Wednesday night format than what our podcast allows. But uh, if you have that question, uh, do again, the, the goal isn't to stump the pastor or to, to kind of trip up Josh. I mean, the, the goal is to, to genuine address questions, questions yeah. that you have. And, uh, and I would look forward to being able to do so. Any question you have will stump me. So <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> not true. I have to think about it for a while. But uh, you can find those northforward.com slash glad you asked. Um, you can answer uh, just a short little survey there to submit a question. We'll ask for um, just an email. We can reach out to you if we need some clarification and then uh, your question. And, yeah. and that's it. Um, but uh, it'll be a great series. We're looking forward to that one as well. Um, but uh, I think that's all we have for this week. That's all the time we have. But, um, church, we're looking forward to seeing you not tomorrow, not, not the 28th, tomorrow. because uh, we won't have any Wednesday night activities but because of VBS. Join us on Sunday. We we move into Mark chapter 7, and uh, I'm going to look at the question of, are we more concerned about clean hearts or clean hands? That will be our focus on Sunday. Yeah. Good stuff. We're looking forward to it. Church, we'll see you at 9 o'clock and 11 a.m., 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. for traditional and contemporary worship on Sunday.